So welcome back. It's been a while. It has been a while. Took some time off for the holidays. A much needed time. I think that I was really busy. You I were was. really busy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had I finished classes for the semester, which was great. I was excited to be done. You have how many years left? Like fifteen. I don't know. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, but this semester is going to be interesting because I'm taking statistics and uh, economics. Well, those are going to be easy. Not for me. Oh. I don't know why. Statistics, I think I will struggle with. But I think economics will be interesting. So, whatever. We'll see. I'll keep you updated. All right. So, we talked about Thanksgiving. Yeah. How was your Christmas? Mm. It was super quiet because... um, we only had, on Christmas Eve, um, that's when Matt spends time with his girls, so we had all of our girls, and, you know, my dad came down. It was, it was, but it was really great. I feel like, um, like Emma and Annabelle are coming into, like, more, like, they're getting older and, like, are talkative, like, you know, whereas, it's just different. I th- I've seen a a change in them. So it was nice. It was great to spend time and everybody I think had fun. And, um, then on Christmas day, it was super quiet. My mom's husband has had COVID. So they didn't, we didn't see them on Christmas. And, um, but it was just the three of us here, which was different, but it was good. It was good. How was yours? Um, well, there's the an unspoken poll of who's going to be fighting this year <laughs> or this holiday, we should say. It's easy, it's either between Michael and Kayla or Natalia and Andy. And um, I would say that uh, Michael and Kayla won Christmas. Ah, Not that they were fighting, but they're just in an uncomfortable spot. And it's really annoying, but... I think that things were uncomfortable in my house when I was 20 because you don't know what you're doing when you're 20. Right. You just kind of can't do anything right. Mm. So, you know, you don't come out of the box um, being, like, the perfect host or the perfect, like, housekeeper or the perfect, right. like, employee. Right. You're just full of angst like you're 13 mm-hmm. still. So, yeah, it was uncomfortable and... It was a long day. Mm. I should have just had it at my house because I ended up cleaning anyway, and I'd just rather clean my house than someone else's. Sure. So that was fun. I I did New Year's. It was very quiet and pretty low-key, so that was nice. Mm. It was calm. Nobody threw up. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's a win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did you do anything? So, like, I had time off of work, which is so great. It's one of the perks of where I work. We're closed from Christmas to New Year's. So, sorry. No, we we <clears throat> shut off electric until <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> so nice of you. <laughs> um, but when, during that break, for Christmas, uh, my dad and Ev had bought 
tickets for me and Matt to go to the Van Gogh. The I saw that. Yeah. I saw that you went. Yeah. So I wasn't sure what to expect. And at first I was like, it, again, like probably should have done more research before I went so that I could have been prepared because I was thinking we were going to be going to like the art museum and like a section of it would be blocked off and like you walked through and kind of experienced things and that wasn't at all what it was which I was pleasantly surprised so um when I when we got there and then we went in it was did you go have you gone no are you going to I don't know okay um, so you go into this huge, like it's an old warehouse. It's a cool looking warehouse, right? And you go into this area that's blocked off and they have this video, like it, I guess it's a video. It is a video. It's on a 35 minute loop. So we're having to wait until people leave. And so you go in and you can either sit on the floor, you can stand, or they had benches kind of throughout. And there's music playing, and this art is just, like, moving all around you. And so at first I was like, what in the world? So I finally, like, kind of got myself adjusted, which took me probably 10 minutes, I would say. And um, sat, sat there and just, like, took it all in, and it was really great. Like, if you let yourself just be there and experience and just let everything go, it was, I mean, we were there for an hour and a half. So it's worth going? Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, because Matt and I looked at it and I was like, oh, that would be great to take all the kids and go do this. And then I was like, wow, that's expensive. Like, we, this is way out of our budget. Um, I think that if we would have taken Everett, he would have thought it was really cool. And actually, all the kids would have been like, oh, this is really sweet. They w- I think they all would have liked it. But again... Like, on our budget, uh, can't take a family of five kids and two adults. Yeah. Well, I, how much is it? Mm. Like, $20 a person? No. It's, uh, our tickets, I think, were, like, 70 Shut a person. Up. Shut up. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get, like, the VIP. You didn't have to wait in line. Come on now. And you're asking me why, if I've gone no. yet? Listen, yeah. no. you, you, you do things sometimes that I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't have the money for that. But I feel like... Everybody, like, if you wanted to go and experience it, I think that you would appreciate it, and it would be worth the money. For me, it was worth it. Well, see, I I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I was going to go with Natalia and see if she wanted to go. Yeah. And then my water heater broke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was a Christmas gift for us. So, like, typically, it sounds really pathetic, but Matt and I go on, like, one date a year at this point. Okay. Could we make more time? Absolutely. Should we? Of course we should. However, if I know that we can have one great thing a year, that was totally worth it. Okay. Yeah. And then we went out to lunch afterwards down in Cleveland, and then we saw the old food truck. Did I tell you that? No. We saw the raging avocado food truck, the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, was it still exactly same the logo? Same. No, sir. Exactly the same. What's happening? Nothing. It's sitting in a parking lot. So, um, what I think I should ask Matt because I'm going to get it wrong. I think Case Western bought it. So, Case Western owns it um, and they were using it 
and again, this was years ago, they were using it for like the kitchen. And I don't know what they're doing with it now, but nothing has changed. Like Matt got out. I took pictures of him. I was like, oh man, I'm sure that was like a, a bitter pill, sad, remembering everything. Yeah, you would have thought that they would have done something with it. No, I don't think that they had any plans to do anything. I think when they bought it, it was because they needed a kitchen because they were doing like maybe upgrading or remodeling or I don't I don't even remember you. We can ask Matt, but it's not even that important. But um, seeing it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'll show you the pictures. So keep talking and I'll find the pictures that, that I took. Um. So that was nice, you know, like to go and hang out with him and kind of start to like reconnect. Because I feel like with the restaurant and everything, food trucks and restaurant, um, there was a a big divide that happened between Matt and myself. So that was good. There it is. Oh, my gosh. I know. I think the best picture that I took... Had to be this one. Walking away from it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. It was a good day. Pretty crazy that you saw it. I know. I just can't believe you saw it. They haven't even painted over it. I know. You know, like you would think maybe just like some kind of like plain color or something that like they're connected to Case Western of some sort, but whatever. So, it's all good. Well, I know we went to the Andy Warhol Museum on Black Friday, but the tickets were really cheap. Right. It was like $10 a person. Right. Um, and then, you know, it's half a tank of gas and $10 a person. Right. So, I don't know. Well, and I think that, I mean, we're just at different stages of our life. Like, for me, I don't want to go that far Whereas a couple of before I had Everett, I think that I would have been down for any of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because Everett went to my dad's and spent the day with them. So, you know, it's all good. Not that we couldn't dump him off and take a day trip somewhere, but. Well, that's. That's all I got. I hope this year is better than last year. I was going to say, so do we want to talk about like what we left last year and what we are like hoping for this year? Yeah. What'd you leave for last year? Like what do you, what, what did you leave behind? Do you think? Probably COVID. It's still here, girl. No, no, no. Like myself, (laughs) myself. I would say probably the end of November, I started feeling normal again after over a year. Mm. Um, where I could actually feel tired and push through it and keep doing stuff. Right. Whereas before, I, I don't know what was going on, but I had some horrible long-term effects. Mm-hmm. And I got my genetics test back. It was negative. Negative. Okay, so do we want to talk about that experience that you, <laughs> that you had when you went up there? It's so annoying. <laughs> I was so mad about it. So... When I got COVID in October of 2020, I probably put on like 25 pounds mm-hmm. and went to the doctor um, and she put me on estrogen, 
because we thought maybe I was starting menopause. I felt great for the first 30 days, and then my symptoms were back. Chronic fatigue. But when I say chronic fatigue, I mean, like, when you're tired, you can keep going and push through it and say, okay, you know, you could do that, like, bargain with yourself. Or, sure. okay, I can go to bed in, like, three hours or four hours. <laughs> right. I couldn't do that. I, I would have, like, sand in my eyes, and I would get to the point where I would have to lay down, like, right now. Um. And I had a lot of pain, but I'm hypermobile, so I figured um, that I had Ehlers-Danlos, and I do, um, but I was, when I went to the doctor, I talked to her about it, and they have this test, this, like, hypermobile test where if your elbows extend more than, like, 10%, if your thumb touches your wrist, if your pinky goes to a 90 degree angle when you push it backwards when you're f- with your fingers up mm-hmm. like like if you if your pinky does that then like little stuff if you can touch your hands on the floor when your legs are straight stuff like that so i at at any given point in my life have had all like nine of those things right so the question was my mom her aorta tore for kind of no reason. And that was a huge concern because there are 12 different types of this disorder. And the vascular kind is where you have ruptures. So, and that's deadly, obviously. Right. So because her aorta tore, I had talked to my doctor about maybe um, finding out if that's the kind that I have. So... I ended up going to the Cleveland Clinic and having to do all of this heart testing. And, I mean, it took a year. Right. Well, like 11 months to go through the whole process. Right. And I, at the over the course of that year, had been charged like $25,000. My insurance covered almost all of it, but still, that's a lot to be billed for. Just stupid stuff like an MRI and an echocardiogram and... Just to see a cardiologist, that's $25,000 is a lot of money. So I walk into this genetics office and I... Now, you waited how long for that appointment? 11 months. Okay. All right. That was a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I walk into this office and I'm like, here's, here's this is going to be like the answer that I'm looking for and everything is great. And this woman walked in the room and said, well... I mean, people with EDS have are thin, usually. So right off the bat, she's fat-shaming me. Right. And I said, no, no, no. Like, I've gained a lot of weight since I got COVID. Mm-hmm. And something happened to my body where I had a lot of pain, and it just, like, amplified symptoms of EDS. And, and I, you know, tried to lose weight, and I was unable to. Now, when I say I tried to lose weight... I know the difference. I went straight vegan, um, you know, like a smoothie in the morning with steel-cut oats, blueberries, and then for lunch I would have raw vegetables, and then for dinner I would make like a rice, quinoa, and then every vegetable in the refrigerator and throw it into like a stir-fry, and that's what I was eating for like two months, and I lost two pounds. <laughs> like I, I couldn't lose weight right. no matter what I did. So 
I'm trying to tell her this. And she says, oh, well, we don't deal with the long-term effects of COVID here or uh, chronic illness like that. This is the genetics department. And I'm looking at her like, I've never been fat shamed in my whole life. And this bitch is fat shaming me right now. Right. I was so upset. Yep. And they ended up doing the one panel test because they said that I didn't qualify because I'm fat and because I didn't have a rupture, but because my mom did. So my mom could come and take the test, and then if she tested positive, then they would test me. But otherwise, I could just get the one panel test, but she doesn't think I have it because I'm fat. Mm -hmm. So I get the one panel test, and I just got the results uh, Thursday, I believe. Okay. And... I don't have vascular Ehlers-Danlos, but that's great. But yeah. since then, I've actually got back to normal to where I have, like, the normal um, joint pain and stuff. But if I'm tired, I can push through it, and I'm just back to my old self. Yeah. So I'm hoping maybe that I can go back to my old self in terms of losing this 25 pounds also. 25 pounds sounds like nothing, but I feel like 25 pounds is significant when you're over 40. Yeah. Like, it's tough. Yeah, it's really, really, it's almost impossible. <clears throat> so, you know, it's interesting because I feel like you were, you wanted to do the Adapex program. Yeah. And you had to make sure that it wasn't late. You didn't have the vascular with that. Yes. The EDS. So... Now that you have those results, is your doc? Are you going to call your doctor and see if you can do take the medication? I might. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, um, because whenever the I got the MRI and stuff, the doctor said that uh, everything about my vascular system is in really good shape. For mm. my age. Yeah. Again, probably like low-key fat shaming me. Right, right. Even though I'm not even like, <laughs> It would be in impeccable if you just lost some weight. <laughs> so, it's just kind of ridiculous. I, like I feel a lot of sympathy for someone who is like 300 pounds because I'm 17 pounds overweight. Yeah. On like a BMI chart. I'm not even... I'm chubby, but I'm not even like fat. Right. So I don't know. Um, I guess... Everything is in great condition, so I was thinking about calling Heather and seeing um, she'd be willing to start you on. She it said like, that she would be, mm -hmm. and I can't do it by myself, right? Well, and so for people who I don't know who's listening, but um, in the summer I did the Adapex program. Like I, you know, one of the reasons I don't like going to the doctor is because a couple of years ago I went because I was like, all right, I'm getting older. I need to, I need to like have a, a primary care doctor in case something happens. So I go to the doctor. This was years ago. And she's like, oh, well, yeah, you're obese. So you need to um, exercise and eat better. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I don't eat horrible. That's not to say that I don't have like moments, you know what I mean? But for the most part, my diet consists of pretty healthy choices, I think. Could there be improvement? Of course. But for the most part, I feel like it's it's good. So I didn't go back because I, I don't need somebody to tell me I'm fat. I know the sizes that I wear. <laughs> I know how I feel. I, I see myself. Right. Okay. I right. try not to look at the mirror whenever I'm naked, but I know how I am. I know where I was before I got pregnant with Everett too. Yeah. So 
Um, so then I go to your doctor and, you know, we did the blood work and, you know, I told her, I'm like, here's the deal. Like I struggle with feeling energized, you know, I can't lose weight. It doesn't matter. I mean, there was one summer I rode a bicycle every day and I didn't lose any weight. There was nothing. I mean, we were biking every day, nothing. Didn't lose anything. I mean, we can back up like before Everett. I remember um, that one summer where we ran mm-hmm. and then we did swimming and I was losing inches in weight and right. you lost nothing. Right. I mean, that's been like a problem for you. Forever. Yeah. I mean, on my mom's side, they're short and chubby. Yeah. Right. Like, and my dad, he he's tall and thin. Like, but... um. So I had gone back to Heather and she was like, hey, what do you think about taking this medication? It's called the Adapex Weight Loss Program, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? There's a pill? Holy. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. And so then I did some research and I mentioned it to you. And you were like, oh, my gosh, yes, but I can't do that until I find out if this is vascular. And I was a little concerned. And when I was talking to Matt about it, he was like, wait a minute. Aren't you worried? What if you get like addicted to this? Because it's a stimulant yeah. and because it's, you know, it's prescribed by a doctor. You can only be on it for three months because of course what she told me was you can't be on this medication long term because it will damage your heart to the point you will have, to, it's irreversible. You'll have to have a heart transplant. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what are you giving me? Um, but so I did it for three months and I lost what, like 32 pounds? Yeah. I mean, we're talking like four sizes. Had to get a whole new wardrobe. Now, I'm not complaining because I would rather be where I am now than going to Lane Bryant. You know what I mean? Having a credit card at Lane Bryant, completely maxed out, um, but always feeling like I needed to get something to make me look better. But I, I hated I hated the way I looked. I hated the way I felt. Even whether I walked every day, like at work, coworkers are super, you know, we have that place that we can go across the street and walk and it's beautiful and you can talk to people while you're, you know, it's great, but I don't lose any weight doing that. Yeah. So I did the Adapex program, lost the weight, felt great for the first time since I've had Everett. I didn't feel like I had brain fog, you know, like I can remember the first time that I took it on a Saturday when I was doing one of my classes and I was like, oh my gosh, I can actually think clear. What is this? This is like, I don't have the mid-40s brain. And then I lost weight. And, you know, now, well, over Christmas, it was awful. I um, I didn't do anything. I, like, eating habits went in the trash, ate cookies. Like, I binge-watched so much stuff. Didn't go anywhere. Barely left the house. Yeah, I need motivation. I was talking to... Um, my sister-in-law yesterday, and she said that, uh, you know, I do a lot because I just redid the basement. Right. Um, then I was helping Natalia with her kitchen and stuff like that. And I told her, listen, I have like two speeds, check my pulse. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, how did you do that? (laughs) And and my, uh, how did you do that? Um, is like 14 days out of the whole 365. (laughs) So I'm not really that motivated for the most part. (laughs) I don't even know why because I've always been active and now I'm just really lazy. Well, and I feel like that too, though. I feel like I used to be more active 
Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe for me, it's um, more like the COVID, like everything was shut down. Like you couldn't go anywhere. I mean, I feel like at least for me, when it first started, I was like afraid to go anywhere. Didn't, and even like, I remember seeing things on like the news or whatever, like you couldn't walk by people without catching it. You know what I mean? So I feel like that kind of messed, messed with me a little bit, but who knows? I'm sure that it has because I work at home now, so I never leave home. Right. And I used to be this big like DIYer. Oh, my car's broke. I'll fix it. No problem. You know, I used to have a lot of desire and drive to do stuff. And right. now I'm like, I'll just pay someone. <laughs> like, I don't even <laughs> want to bother. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I um, I think that your house looks great. I want to. I can't wait to come over and actually see it in person because I haven't been to your house. Mm, I don't even know the last time when you did the floors and the stairs. I might have popped over one other time. So like six months ago. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, no, I saw after you did the basement, like painted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was just a couple, it was before Thanksgiving. But, um, so yeah, you've done a lot of work. Yeah, it's a really great, rewarding feeling Mm -hmm. to redo your house. But the work part about it, that really sucks. I mean, there's a lot of, like, tears and uh, this is awful. Uh Like, you know, painting the basement was probably one of the worst things that I've done. Mm -hmm. It, it, well, it was uh, not to, I mean, even just the application of that Flexiel paint. Yeah. It's like putting something on a wall with a rubber spatula because it dries so fast. Yeah. And then the fumes, everybody was like sick and lightheaded and uh. I know. I'm uh I'm kind of nervous about when we do it to our basement. But whatever, we'll do it and it'll be fine. Because of course now we're in the basement. We used to be upstairs. Yeah. So we had to do some rearranging. And um like the basement's nice. I mean, Matt has his workspace down here, but um, there's uh, the once it's painted, I think it will have a, a different feel to it. I don't know. I mean, it might be the same. I don't even feel like it's wet down here. Now you said that it was damp, but it's not really. Maybe. No, I don't feel like no, but I think that it will give. When I walked into your basement, I instantly noticed a huge difference, like, in the, the air. Really? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, and so hopefully that uh, we're going to do it maybe in the spring. When, like, we can open up the windows and, yeah. So, but part of why Matt had to move to the basement was because we decided to get a Peloton bike. Yeah. So we needed a a workout room, if you will. And I felt really defensive. I said that. (laughs) I felt defensive going into that room. (laughs) You're like, oh, look, look, I'm going to show you what we did. And you open the door and I see this Peloton bike. And I'm like, I'm not buying one if that's what what you're showing me that for. I'm not going to use it. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been, well, again, like I feel like, like I was telling you, Matt has talked 
for months about getting a membership at the Y. And I knew I wasn't going to go to the Y, not going to go work out, probably not even going to use the pool. So for me, I was like, okay, if you're going to, if you're going to use it, I'm all for it. Yeah. And then he just lost interest. So I was like, okay. So over my Christmas break, I was like, man, all this horrible eating, all this sitting around. We can try it for 30 days for free. So we did. And it's here. So we'll see. I'll keep, stay tuned well, yeah, for the Peloton like journey. I, I do. I do. Maybe if I uh, go to the doctor and start the Adapex thing, I will. I'm more of a Pilates running kind of person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate biking. I hate running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... I don't know that I was ever, like, I didn't consider myself to be, like, a biking person, but I really like it. First experience ever on any kind of equipment like that. I'm good. Okay. Good. <laughs> like it. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. So, now that we're caught up, you want to scroll and do the Reddit of the day? Sure. Sure. Let's do it. Okay, I'm just going to swipe up and land on one, and we'll see what we have. Okay. Just go ahead and read it. And I'll just you. stop it. Let's do it. Go ahead and read it. <laughs> go ahead. I'm not reading it. You read it. You, I don't want to read it. You read it, and then we'll talk about it. I secretly hold resentment towards my best friend. I used to have a best friend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to have a best friend that I have met about five years ago. Me and her would continue to be friends for many years until I met another girl and invited her to be friends with us, and they ended up becoming closer, and I was the odd one out. I spent my childhood years crying and torturing myself in a friendship where I didn't even feel like I was a part. Is that your furnace? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, we're in the basement now. The dungeon. Dun, dun, dun. I didn't even feel like I was a part of, and they would do many things that would hurt me. I wasted nine years of my life on a girl that I thought was like my family, only for her to get rid of me so easy that just broke me. Many years after, I stopped hanging out with them, and I heard that they had fought and stopped talking. And one day, I was going home in the bus. I was going home in the bus. The girl that I had introduced my ex-best friend to spoke to me, and because I was lonely, so... I took her back as my friend, and although we're okay now, we're closer than ever, and I still feel a little hatred that I used to feel when I was younger, and I feel bad because we're nearing adulthood, and yet I still feel betrayal. Well, shit, Amy. This is like a high schooler going through middle school and high school relationships. This isn't even, it's not even an adult. Yeah, that's not. What are we we supposed to say about that? Well, I feel like it's, it's interesting because... You know, I feel like we've all had those kinds of friends. Wait, you said this isn't even an adult, but like... She's not. That's how adults act too, though. Well, right. That's what I was going to say. I mean, like, I feel like we do have friends. And I feel like friends, some of them change with the seasons, you know? Or some of them you just don't ever feel very close to. But even like our friendship, our friendship has changed since you and I became friends. A lot. But our friendship is rare in that we could not talk for a year and then be fine 
and just rekindle. Like, we've always given each other the space to do that growth, and then we'll just meet up again, and everything is fine. Right. And if anything has happened during the time that we weren't talking, if you needed something or I needed something, just a phone call away, and that other person would do it. Right. Without even any question. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just thinking over the last however long it's been. Yeah, I mean, we've gone through a lot of personal change. Yeah. And we've lost touch. Yeah. Like you went through my divorce, and then after that we didn't talk for a couple years. We kind of like checked in every so often, but we didn't hang out. We didn't see each other that much. Yeah. I don't know. I've always understood that people come in and out of your life. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're just there for a time. Sure. But I've never had any friends that I've been really upset about. That, like, things change and you grow out of it. Right. I mean, everything has to change. Right. So, I don't know what to say. Well, I think, like, thinking back, though, to, like, middle school and high school, because clearly this is, like, a younger person. Um I think she said, like, approaching adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> um, friendships are so important at that stage, and they're so not good. No. No, they're pretty nasty. Some of them can be. But I think back to, like, what's well, interesting, because, like, some of the people I'm friends with on Facebook, well, a lot of them I went to school with, and when you look at Facebook, you would think that they were all still super close. I don't know if they talk. I don't know if they even see each other. And then I think, like, which is a reason that I, I try not to read too much into things because I feel like I'm like, oh, well, where did I mess up? Like, I don't, ha- I don't, I don't have this overbearing need to like respond or hey, you know, like something. You know what I mean? Whereas these people are having full blown conversations, like they're going to see each other on the weekend. Oh yeah, no, I you know, know what, what I mean. mean. Like, because and it's like, how did you guys connect so deeply in middle school and high school to the point that you're in your forties now and still just as close? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, well, I'm not the only one then. I mean, I just started uh, within the last year responding and interacting on Facebook because before that, I didn't. I would just like scroll through and not like or respond to much of anything unless it was my daughter or son or, like, you know, immediate family. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got unfriended a lot (laughs) because I didn't interact with anybody. So I've started to, I don't know, probably because I have nothing else to do and I'm home all the time. Mm. I've started to, you know, like if uh, somebody that I went to school with redid something in their house because, well, that's, the hot topic for me right now. Yes, it is. I will like comment, oh, that looks great or whatever. But for the most part, I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't, you're the only person that I see. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I don't have anybody else and I'm completely fine with it. I, I don't feel like I'm at a loss. I don't feel yeah. empty inside. Yeah. But I've always been kind of like that, the loner type where I'm the person that everybody like, gets to know and likes, but I'm also very disposable. Right. Personally. Like, I make myself disposable, mm-hmm. where I could just come in and out and do what I want to, and nobody, 
bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that would be different if you were working in the office and not working at home. I didn't. Because, like, I I feel like for me, like, last, and I, you and I were just talking about this. Like, at the, the end of last year, I had some relationships in my life change. And um, I think that at first, like, there's this, like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Did I upset them? Am I wrong? You know, for me, I was, like, questioning myself. But then I realized that, wait a minute, mm -mm. I'm, like, taking a pretty good inventory of myself. This isn't me. So I think that when you can um, acknowledge where other people are and where you are is, is huge. So I think, you know, like, to go back to, like, what we're leaving in last year, I think, like, that kind of stuff for me relationships and just you know that's what you said that's that's your big yeah change for this year yeah is to not deal with anybody's bullshit yeah we'll we'll see stay tuned i mean <laughs> i don't well you don't have to that's the thing so like our jobs are so different you know what i mean like even if you were in the office, did you have your, like, a cubicle or an office or? Yeah, we were all in cubicles. But yeah. I was the one that was uh, kind of tagged as the not team player. Uh, but, see, I've, I've never really made best friends at work. Because mm-hmm. I think I did that in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And... I learned back then that um, everybody ends up finding out your business. Mm-hmm. It becomes a huge deal, mm. and it shouldn't be like that. You should be able to work and go home. Right. I mean, sometimes just even if you love your job, there are parts that suck about it. Yeah. So I have never, like in my adult life, become... When I say adult, I mean past 30. Mm-hmm. I've never become best friends with anybody at work mm-hmm. just for that reason. Yeah. Because now you have the shitty parts of your job that you don't like, and there's this person that's <laughs> like <laughs> stupid <laughs> childhood drama. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I just uh, am pleasant, go home. Now, I don't know. My boss is probably one of the nicest people. I. Like, she's just very, you know, clean slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just super, super kind. Yeah. And I I would hang out with her outside of work, mm-hmm. but then that just, like, there's that line where maybe that's not appropriate. Yeah. But that's really, for the most part, I don't have tight bonds. Yeah. I think that, like, for me, things change frequently. So, um... We'll see. I don't, with your job especially, I I would keep it very, very. <laughs> well, I think that, like, for me, like, with our co- my coworkers and stuff, like, at some point you have to, you have to have some type of relationship with them and appreciate what they say because we're talking, we're processing, like, issues that we're dealing with, with families or providers or you know, like 
So I think that sometimes we get like crammed into this like corner and it's like, I don't, there's nothing else to do when really there's a lot you can do. But I feel like you have to feel, you have to feel safe with your coworkers. I do for me. I have to feel safe with my coworkers and um, not feel judged. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and don't make me feel stupid, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that my my job is different in, from that perspective that, like, you're dealing with a completely different area. And I'm, like, in my job, like, you have to be able to, like, process things and, like, get it out, get it off, because if not, you just take it home. Yeah, my job is much more mechanical. It's mm-hmm. very cut and dry. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you're either getting shut off or you're not. Right, right. But I don't know. I think personally you've always been more social than I have anyway. Which is interesting because I don't think anyone would view me as a social person. However, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Very much. Um. So, yeah. And I don't know if that roots back from like my marriage and hiding everything and I'm just still like very introverted or if that's really how I am. Yeah. I've tried to like break out of the box and be social and it just doesn't doesn't feel like the right pair of pants. (laughs) (laughs) I am really introverted. Mm -hmm. I would rather be sitting in my house uh, watching TV while I have like a computer open and writing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm somewhere in between that and being like completely wild. So I don't know. I used to think I was an introvert. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I think I'm both introvert and extrovert. So whatever that means. I don't know. Any other final thoughts before we hop off of here? No. I think this was good. It was easy. It was. I feel like we struggled so much to talk before. Before, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, I know that we have um, Katie's episode, Michael's episode, and one that I had with Dylan. So hopefully, we can get those tossed up in the next, I don't know, couple weeks. Yeah. Get this this year off to a good start. Well, it seems like it. It seems like it's going to be great. So far, maybe it's because we took a break from each other. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thanks for listening. Talk soon. See ya. Bye.